Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Ten o'clock, the open home hour open to you, the Arizona homeowner, whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. It's Rosie on the house with you every Saturday morning. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. If you'd like to join the conversation, text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three during the broadcast, and you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com if you'd like to send a picture of the project that you're working on or help with a little bit of uh, product uh, identification, we can. Uh, you can send that to info at rosieonthehouse.com. And we've got, uh, starting off this broadcast, we're actually joined in studio with Bruce Stumbo from Rosie Wright Remodeling. Morning. And your, I know it's like all things, you know, your, what's your current title? That's a good question. We were uh, laughing about it the other day. Uh, I think we've settled on uh, co-operations manager, estimator, and sales consultant. Okay. Chief bottle washer. <laughs> That's a lot of hats. Yeah. yeah. And amongst others. So. Amongst others. Of co- yeah. Those are just the ones you get paid for. Then there's the other stuff that you just have to kind of do. <laughs> right. And we've got a new video up this week that Rosie put together. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we put out how to tarp a tile roof. Now we've got a asphalt shingle roof, and it's a lot simpler, in my opinion, on the mm-hmm. uh, shingle roof. Uh, you don't have nearly as much to worry about in breaking the tiles and walking around it. And uh, the you, you don't have to worry about the sandbags, and especially if it's an aged roof that the shingles need to get replaced, and you're just trying to dry it in to keep the water out and you know you can nail through and mm-hmm. nail that tarp down with a, basically furring strips and not worry about damaging your roof because mm-hmm. you know it's scheduled to rip those shingles off and put a new one on now in Arizona you can add a second layer of shingles to your roof you can. so if there's a second layer already there uh, it's definitely on the way out if mm-hmm. it's just the first layer if the underlayment's still in decent enough condition you can add a second layer of shingles on top uh, and that's obviously more affordable than having to go through the demolition uh, and the extra time and man hours to rip all the old shingles off, all the underlayment, re-underlay, put new shingles on. So that'll buy you some additional time in your the life of your shingle roof that used to be cardboard dipped in uh, asphalt. Now mm-hmm. it's more of a, of a fiberglass mm-hmm. product. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Uh... That's why they they start looking shiny, you know, when they lose the granules because you're seeing those little fiberglass type strands shining in the sun, and that's usually an indication that it's time to start paying attention to that roof. Something something needs to happen up there. As far as I've seen, there's never been any kind of coating that um, we would ever recommend to go over a pitched roof on a shingle application. No. I know a lot of people have tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Uh, I've seen ads recently. You know, companies touting these sprays that somehow rejuvenate the roof. Uh, you know, I, I'm skeptical, but you know, I could be proven wrong on that. But uh, you know, when you get a 15, 20 year old asphalt shingle roof, as as everyone here knows, our sun is brutal. Um, that UV just is done doing a number on that, and you're just going to reach a point where there's nothing you can do. Um, you know, I've seen roofs where people have used like a, 
elastomeric type coating to try to patch that as a band-aid at best um you know it, almost like a tarping type situation it's just to get you until your roofer can get out and replace your roof um, and like you said, you can do a second set of shingles. Um, you know, I think especially in of our, any of our Rosie certified uh, roof partners are going to tell you that's not the preferred thing to do. Um, in my experience, what I've seen over the years is that it can, that second set, I don't know what the science is behind it, but it, it seems to not last as long <clears throat> as that first set when you strip it, you know, redo the paper, um, that that's underneath that and then put the shingles down so i've seen some of the houses in my neighborhood flipped and they're doing that mm-hmm. too they have the existing roof and the roof looks like eh, it might be about 12 13 years old so i'll go by and the next day they're putting a brand mm-hmm. new set of roof on there right and on i asked rosie many years ago i said is that uh, you know structurally can that hold mm-hmm. and is that true yeah that, that second layer and that's one of the one of the big reasons is because you put another one on top of that and you're you're dealing with a weight issue you know our our attics you know they're it's engineered um especially anything with an engineered trust to to have a certain load between wind and the weight of the roofing material we don't obviously really have to worry about snow here, um, but uh, you get to the point where you're putting too much on there. You're, you're going to overload the trusses for what they're designed Folks for. Folks in Carefree and Cave Creek that have lived <laughs> here a long time might challenge you on yeah, that. Yeah, they, they w- <laughs> we have that random little uh, little yeah. little thing there. And, and in general, the, you know, the roofs are designed to, to deal with, you know, situations like that, just not, not a winter full of snow and ice and, and you know. We're not building roofs like uh, they have to in Minnesota or places like that. No, we don't, and we are not complaining about that. Well, you Mm-mm. can see that uh, Science of Tarping a Roof, a uh, Roof Tarping is actually the correct title. Uh, it's actually on our homepage. You can go there so you don't have to get lost in YouTube trying to find it. And uh, we need to put a playlist together to put uh, the that and the tile roof one together because we've got foam roof still yet to do and i don't think we're going to bother with shake there's just not enough of those out there anymore i every now and then i see one randomly and Mm -hmm. i do i do like the look of them they're pretty um and there's there are houses particularly in the arcadia neighborhood where brand you know it was a scrape they scraped the old house and the brand new one has a shake shingle roof um and they are pretty I just wonder sometimes if people know what they're getting into with having wood shake shingles on a roof in Arizona. I, on, hmm. That yep. surprised me on the new one because from mm-hmm. what I had remembered that you couldn't even get like an insurance policy on a new shake roof in Arizona. Yeah, I don't know how the insurance works, but yeah, there, there are brand new houses in the Arcadia hmm. neighborhood that are getting shake shingle roofs on them. And, and that's I, probably trying to match some historic yes. type of yep. architecture. Yeah, it's, it's not because they're – using a superior type of roofing system no and there's no such thing as tarping a metal roof uh theoretically you shouldn't have to (laughs) that's Uh, you know if if you lose a entire section of metal or something because we have some crazy wind event um you know you're probably dealing with a bigger area than you can get a tarp for Um, somebody hits it with a bb gun mm -hmm. you know and you know, and most top. most metal roofs are a, a, a quality metal roof is a decent gauge. You know, they can handle some hail and stuff like that. So, um, you know, metal roof is certainly an excellent product. It's just 
it's a cost thing. It, they, if you don't have the budget for it, it's cost prohibitive. Prohibitive. Yeah, it's one of those things that I would save for on the next house to do. I, I didn't have it in the budget on the first time. I could actually hire a roofing contractor to come do an asphalt shingle system in one day. Mm-hmm. They they got it done in one day, mm-hmm. cheaper than I could buy the material to yep. put it on myself. Yeah. So I. You know, that was one area I had to, to cut off of my dream. But, you know, it was the first home I had a didn't have a, a endless budget putting it together. <laughs> but uh, on our YouTube, you know, in addition to our 34 years of radio broadcasting, we're adding more do-it-yourself videos to our YouTube channel. Uh, you know, our we did lose some, and we're working with them to see if any of those can be recovered. We have like a 18 months of missing... Uh, videos huh. from the last year, but our our top one's still there. Rosie fixing a a, a ghosting door that yep. won't stay open or yep. close uh, without any. Uh, you know, if if you have a hammer, you can do this project. Yep. You, you don't need a nail punch if you've got one. That's great, but you know, find find something else. If it's not super tight in there, you could probably even get away with using a, a pencil and tapping it just right mm-hmm. without breaking a pencil. So that's uh, one more thing that we're adding to our services and our content distribution for you, the Arizona homeowner, to properly maintain your, your home, castle, or cabin, the single biggest asset in most of our part portfolios. And at the point, you might need a contractor to do the work for you instead of trying to do it yourself or you just don't have the time. Our certified partners, you can find them all at Rosie on the House. You just type in what industry or trade you're looking for, the zip code you're in, and it'll show you who in your neighborhood has gone through our screening process. They have to be licensed, bonded, and insured and in business for at least five years before they can even apply to join the network. Once they apply, there's a screening process that they have to go through, background checks, um, credit references, and then there's a third-party service that we use called the Guild Quality that we do all of our surveys. And whether and if you've used one of our partners recently and you want to write a review, when you call us, we don't even take that information. I mean, if you email it in, we have it fine. But if you want to actually do a, an official review, we direct you to the Guild Quality. And it's this third-party service that then goes through, A, a verification that uh, homeowner Jane did hire ABC glass and mirror mm-hmm. or you know whichever partner so you can't just go randomly on there and write or anything mm-hmm. you know any of the reviews there they've been verified that this contractor did work on this person's home and i got a report uh well we get a weekly report of the 946 surveys taken uh in the last year we've got a 97 percent score so out of over 100 contractors statewide, over 1,000 reviews. It's a 97% done by a third party. That's not us. We can't touch it. So that's the quality of the workmanship you can expect when hiring a contractor at Rosie on the House. And if you'd like to come visit us, one of the things that we enjoy doing is home shows. And we'll be at the Saba Home Show in Tucson next Saturday. We'll actually be, you know, right now we're sitting in our flagship station, KTAR, but we'll actually be sitting in the Tucson Convention Center and what they call the manager's office that overlooks the convention hall. We used to do the broadcast on the convention floor, but once the home show opens at 10 o'clock and the PA announcements come in, uh, it just it, it's a big room. It's a 
tall ceilings. It's a lot of concrete. It's just it's a horrible listening experience. So we miss being able to have homeowners come in and sit on the stage during the live broadcast. But for the rest of the audience that's listening on the radio, it's just we can't sacrifice that. So we'll be in the manager's booth overlooking it. But we'll be down on the floor. We've got two booths, booth 15... It's 15-something. Close it's to not, the main stage. Which is on the east side of the convention center. We have live presentation on Friday and Saturday at 1.30. Rosie will be doing a, a talk on how to avoid the 10 worst or the ten things homeowners do wrong. And uh, we'll be there all weekend to greet you and talk to you and answer questions. And we do have a, a bunch of tickets to give away. So if you're in Tucson and want to join us, uh, we'll... we'll gift you a couple of tickets you just need to text us at 411 no no, no, no don't no, do don't that do because that. if email us yeah oh email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com send us your name and uh and we'll get you on the will call they'll be in the will call waiting for you yeah and i and of course mr plant's already got his reserved Sunday, Monday, happy days. Jennifer's on the line, and if you'd like to jump on, you can at one 767 4348 That's one 888 rosie for you. As she's done screening the calls, we'll get them lined up and uh, see what uh, you, the Arizona homeowners are working on this weekend, maintaining their home castle or cabin. We have a text that came in. A gentleman is looking to overhaul his backyard, including a pool that is beyond refinishing. It was a fiberglass pool. Does <coughs> Most of our pool contractors very you know yeah do not like the fiberglass shells that they insert and although there is a time and a place for them when the reason our pool guys don't like them is because they're then out there having to tell the homeowner uh what it's going to cost to rip that out and Mm -hmm. put in a pool Mm -hmm. uh build it right in the first place Uh, so they they see it at its worst at its end and it's usually not nearly as long as what you would get not not it's never as long as what you would mm-hmm. get out of a uh, pool built right. But anyway, uh, they've got a fiberglass pool that's beyond refinishing. The yard is at a higher grade than the home. Hmm. And we have some water intrusion issues uh, that needs to be addressed. The landscapers that they've had out have suggested regrading the yard, but they're not sure if the expense is worth it because they're not sure how long they're going to be in the home. Mm-hmm. Well... I would just say that one thing to keep in mind is when you sell that house, you have to fill out a little form that's called a seller property disclosure, SPDS. And uh, if you know there's water intrusion issues coming from your backyard into your house, you ethically um, and legally have to put that on that form. Um, So keep that in mind. Um, It should you? Absolutely. Um, if if you have water issues coming into your house, um, that's that's a recipe for all kinds of problems. So, um, is it something fun to spend money on? <laughs> no, of course not. You know, we, people want to spend money on the shiny things, but um, if you have grading issues, that that's that's important. Um, now, regarding that fiberglass pool, that's something you can't collapse in the ground, and of course, have documentation that it, there's a pool there. I believe that because of that fiberglass that it needs to be pulled out, Completely. cut up, cut up okay. and pulled out. I believe, um, 
it I think it's you know with concrete pools there's a specific process there's actually a specific permit for them right where you I can went, I went through that yeah so um it I think that the fiberglass actually needs to be completely removed and if you I don't know what your intentions are with this pool if you're still at the swimming age or if you realize that you only use it a couple times a year and it's not worth the upkeep you know once you rip that pool out not knowing quite the layout but I mean you could use that as a catchment basement mm-hmm. and put in some kind of decorative uh, water feature, living pond, and uh, as it rains, you know that could just be your catchment basin mm-hmm. and redirect your water to fill up that your living pond and just have an, an overflow piped out to the street. Uh, you know that's that yeah. If your city will let you do that, one thing these days that's uh, different. You know, it used to be every house that got built here all the water from the property just flowed out into the street. That was the grading plan. Uh, there are a lot of uh, new neighborhoods where that is not allowed. Um, you have to have catchment areas, typically in the front yard, if it's a big enough property in the backyard, where the water ponds and then soaks into the ground over time. They don't want it just all running out into the street. So, And not knowing how long you're going to be in the home, that's always the challenge mm-hmm. because obviously if we're there a long time, the, the budget changes, the mindset changes – um, you know, it's, it's a hard thing. So that's the first thing that you really have to, uh, address. And then like you had said on having to disclose that information, you know, what is that going to do for your resale option? Mm-hmm. Are you going to get a return for that extra grading in the resale option? Because mm-hmm. it's a more sellable home now yeah. because it doesn't have those water issues yeah. and it's done. So we appreciate the text that's sent to 411923, and that's during the broadcast only. That's why we said if you want Saba tickets, email us at info at Rosie on the House because we'll see that all week long. And We've got an uh, email, and somebody wants to know about uh, what type of plumbing line should they put <laughs> in their home. And that's a, that, that's a long conversation. It is. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it uh, during the break. Um, it Your most cost-effective and what is the most common water supply piping in a home now is called PEX, P-E-X. Um, it's, uh, it's even color-coded. It is, yeah. Red you for get, hot, blue you for cold. Red it's for hot, blue really for hard cold. to mess that one up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, it, it, yeah it, it's hard. You believe me it gets done but that that's going to be your most cost effective it is what is going in the vast majority of new homes so things to look for those if you're running it through the attic because a lot of times you know it's it's easier to repipe a home running lines to the attic than trying to trench concrete is now those water lines in the hot attic you want to make sure you get them underneath your insulation then mm-hmm. up a little bit on that topic of water lines you know we pex is pretty much predominant mm-hmm. of what is going to be used for repiping but you know we were talking during the break i'll never build another home that has water supply lines underneath the slab mm-hmm. i mean maybe a little corner angle coming in underneath if the kitchen sinks against the window um or 
you know, the bathroom, whatever the case may be, if there needs to be water into the center of the home, there's going to be some design element feature that allows you to access that line to replace it because at some point you are going to need to replace the water. And, and same with the drain lines, but, you know, putting it under slab it, the first home I built, every square inch was decorative concrete on the floor. And the plumbing line, I can still visualize where it went from the garage underneath the step to the kitchen. I mean, I'm not going to have to replace it because we don't live in that home. But at some point, mm-hmm. um, if they want to replace it and they've got to tear up the concrete, they're never going to be able to match that mm-hmm. because of the, of the the decorative concrete stain. So you're wasting the floor that was originally installed. And then if you want to go with PEX on uh, through the roof and abandon the lines, would be your only chance to save it. But mm-hmm. still there's going to have limited applications. So better installing the layout for the water and supply drains as part of, uh, you know, my, my foundation priority mm-hmm. in my new home or or building a, a home that's got a crawl space that you can have access to, you know, put and remove these in. I, <clears throat> it, It's a common practice, and I didn't question it for a lot of years, but the amount of d- times you see these nightmares of, of repiping, I'm like, why do we put mm-hmm. our water lines under concrete yeah yeah and it's it's something that with pex now because most of it does run through attic spaces um and then run down the wall but there are applications where that doesn't work still um you know a kitchen island if you have a sink in your kitchen island it's got to go under something um that's what i mean if, if if i have something like that i'm going to have some kind of design element that you're able to access below grade to mm-hmm. remove that line I don't have the answer of what that would look like, mm-hmm. but um, having access to it is, is a must if it's something that has to come to the center of the mm-hmm. home or something that's not against the perimeter wall. Yeah, yeah. there's there's actually some commercial-style applications that you could look into for that sort of thing where you know facilities that have water and drain piping that are accessible in channels, basically. Um yeah, and with the uh, great monsoons we've got this year, which we haven't had, has really put an increase in the number of pest control calls we've got. We talked about it last week with somebody that had fly invasion uh, hit their neighborhood. And did the funny thing was that area was around thirty uh, fifth Avenue and Bethany Home, Miss Souther, yeah. and there was n- multiple texts and emails that came in that said, "I'm in that area," and you know, we've got the same issue. So something about that neighborhood had a had a big spark of fly infestation. Well, there. I didn't take it seriously enough. And then, then he came on, and you could tell he was really bothered by it, but there were so many people that responded. You know, it's obviously a bigger deal than I thought it was, but flies are hard to deal with. And we, we had lots of good solutions people offered. You know how many snake calls I got this week? <laughs> I got three calls this week about snakes. And one lady... Uh, email me. She said, Jennifer, you've helped me in the past. Can you uh, help me again? She said, I have a laundry room. It's attached to the house. I'm really careful about keeping it closed. But I walked in this week and there was a snake. And so I called the fire department and they came and they got it and I felt fine. A couple of days later, she goes out there again and there's a snake on the dryer. So that's when she reached out. So I'm like, you know what? Somebody's messing with you. Snakes don't end up on top of the dryer. Somebody's gotten in there <laughs> and put in a snake. So, so she got a hold of a snake specialist. And uh, he came out, and sure enough, you know how you dryer that big vent 
the, the dryer vent mm-hmm. goes to the outside of the house. Well, there's supposed to be a screen on there. Mm-hmm. So everybody go check your screen. The snake crawled up in into the thing, and then there was a slit in the actual um, what is that duct. Name that duct, and it so it came out the thing, and then it ended up on top of the dryer. So she walks out there, and there he is. So they fixed the the screen. Um, but in researching this, I saw an article this week by Arizona Central, and it's about just how many snakes and toads there are this year because of the timing of the rain and all the snakes and stuff. Yeah, aren't Sonoran toads? They went dormant there for a little while, but they're back. Mm-hmm. It's like they're a, a second resurgence of them from yeah. that last couple of rains. Yeah, their life is interesting. <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> they live underground, then when the rain comes, they come out. But I found a, in this article, it talks about uh, Phoenix Herpetological Sanctuary, and it's in South, uh, North Scottsdale. They have 1,100 animals roaming. And if you go on their website, they have a live cam, and you can see these animals, and you can take a tour by appointment. But he has a snake removal service. For $100, if you, you know, if he has somebody near you, um, I think mostly uh, Phoenix area, they'll come out and remove the snake. And they rescue them. They don't kill them. They, they take them to their place. Um, but even if you don't, if he doesn't have somebody in, his, in your area, you just send a text to him of any part of the snake. And he can tell you what it is and if you need to worry. Because there's a lot of good snakes. There's 13 varieties of rattlesnakes, but we have a lot of other snakes too. So you don't want to kill the good snakes. They eat the rodents, and they're a good thing. you know. But if you have a rattlesnake, he'll tell you. Opinions vary. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give you – he said I could give out his cell phone, 602. It's on his website. 602-550-1090 is that rescue number. So if you have a snake you're not sure about, text it to him, and he'll let you know okay. if you need to worry. I, I will move anything non-poisonous off the property, but if Amanda finds it, that, that's a different story. <laughs> that, that, that's the end of that snake's life. <laughs> All right, let's get to Jeff to see how we can help him. Uh, and Mesa, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie, for you. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. My my question to you is: I'm redoing my upstairs bathroom, and I'm taking out the, the flooring, the, the, the plywood, and I also have to remove my flange. And I was wondering what flange you'd recommend, either the hard plastic or the one that has the stainless steel ring that you can move around. And this is for the toilet drain? It is. It's for the toilet drain, yes. Um, I yeah, I really don't have a preference. No, they're um, – when- you know, the, the stainless steel is kind of nice because you do have that ring that, that allows you – that moves around a little more. Um, biggest and that's thing- for s- – Lining up the yeah the, the, for mounting the, the placement. Toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would just say one thing, Jeff, to keep in mind is um, if you're going to use the white PVC, um, you're probably unless you have a newer home, you're probably connecting to a black plastic drain, which is ABS. Uh, if you're connecting a PVC flange to that, make sure you get the glue that is made to connect ABS to PVC. You should not use a typical PVC glue on ABS, it can actually ruin the structure of the black ABS piping. They're both plastic, but they're not the they're, same kind of plastic. Yeah, they're made different. Their structure is different. So you, that's just something to keep in mind. There, There's glue made specifically for that. Well, there you go, Jeff. And I know that on Saturday morning, what are we at? Uh, about 1040. There's, if you don't have one, uh, Central's Open till noon, I think. Uh, I think something I think like most, that. Yeah. Most plumbing supply warehouses are, are 
have Saturday morning hours that you could run to. And if there's a, the guys there have any different uh, product recommendation or, or preferences, you know, you can always talk to the guys there behind the desk as well. Good luck on the new remodel of, uh, your, you know, your, your upstairs bathroom if you have any additional questions. You obviously know the number, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you as we go to Susan and Chandler. Good morning and welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hey, yeah, I was just listening to you talk about um, hex versus, you know, putting the copper lines under the slab and how you're never going to build a house doing that again, which I understand because of the complications. But what happened to us, uh, we're renovators, and we gutted our own personal residence. Because there were so many previous leaks, we decided to abandon the copper and do the PEX, which was great until summer hit. <laughs> and now when we brush our teeth, the water coming out of the cold line is very hot, scalding hot. And <laughs> we always have to take a scalding hot shower in the middle of summer So, because those lines run through the attic. Yeah. It's super, super hot. And it was very quick when we were going to the break, but that's why I said if you're running it through the mm-hmm. attic, make sure those lines get underneath your insulation uh, yeah. because that that it is a very hot attic and that water runs mm-hmm. through it. And there's people that are even close to water treatment plants that say in the summertime, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the water's not underground in the Long piping enough. from the treatment plant to their home to ever cool off. Mm-hmm. So the farther away you are from the treatment plant, obviously, the longer that water uh, has to go and move underground and stay yeah. underground before you do get to use it. But, yeah, that uh, if it is – and that's one of the things about PEX, though, that they don't like to do tease, and they use that as a selling advantage is it's got these big loops, and so it's, it's looped up through the wall and looped into. They, they don't ever solder a, a 90, and they – you know, one of the things they – say is that you know every time you don't have to do a 90 it increases your water flow into mm-hmm. your home mm-hmm. yeah and ideally uh because suzanne is 100 percent right if you have your cold water line just exposed up in there you know your attic temperature in the summer can be over 150 degrees i mean very warm um ideally if budget is no option and if you have the space to do it um a spray foam attic that 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 insulation is sprayed to the bottom of the roof deck on the inside of the attic which basically turns your attic into a conditioned space in those situations there's no issues with running all that pex through the attic you'll you'll keep as cold as water's gonna get in arizona in the summer even underground cold water supplies tend to get pretty warm and a cathedral style application Mm -hmm. or the cathedral style insulation application you may bring it down you know, you'll bring it down below 100, which mm-hmm. is a lot better than 150. Now, you're not going to get cold water. And I did mention I won't do it underground. I won't run concrete. Or I'm sorry. I won't run copper lines under concrete. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean uh, my water lines aren't going to be underground. I'm just going to say that's going to be designed to have access to it if it's something that runs to the home or it's strictly going to be the perimeter. And if there's any intrusion, it's just going to be that little 90 underneath the stem wall. Mm-hmm. We had two weekly to-dos this week because last week we actually had a full hour of water specialists in here. We usually don't bring 
uh, guessing for the full hour and the 10 o'clock hour, but it was just the available timing for everyone that worked out. And we had four different water experts, all different areas of water supply uh, to the state of Arizona, CAP, SRP. Uh, we had city of Glendale and city of Goodyear representatives as well, and even the Water Use It Wisely campaign. So that was the most holistic water hour we've ever had and really enjoyed it. So you can find that at rosieonthehouse.com in the podcast page but you know our, our to-do last week was pet stains and and how to deal with that i mean keep your pets outside that one's a pretty easy solution <laughs> me uh, the farmer boy. <laughs> we, they were born outside they live outside they belong outside uh then kitchen maintenance tasks we've got actually a pretty in-depth article uh this week on all different areas covering refrigerator dishwasher uh, garbage disposal, the oven, the faucets, just all the different areas that need uh, maintenance. And what you can do is if you get the app at rosieonthehouse.com slash app and use promo code Rosie, it'll save you 25%. Uh, so instead of a $60 a year subscription, it'll be a $45 a year subscription. And it'll allow you to track that you've done that maintenance. You can schedule it for reoccurrence. You can sign that uh, task to someone else in the home and uh if it's a one-time task, great, you can do that. If you need a contractor to complete whatever the task is, not only can you save who the contractor is, but who the technician was, pictures of the receipts and the work orders, and it keeps a digital catalog for all the things you do for your home. It helps you predict financing for the future as uh, when your roof needs to be replaced and what you can expect to spend on it, as well as your air conditioning, flooring, etc. And at the time you sell the home, you'll be able to transfer that to the new homeowner. So if it's a very competitive housing market, as Arizona often does have, it'll give you an edge. And if somebody's looking in the neighborhood to say, hey, well, I can track everything. And you've got a complete catalog of the maintenance you need to do on your home that can be transferred to you. It can give you a selling advantage. And I think on a long enough time frame, we're going to see it change how home inspections are done, and we're going to actually see it change how lending is done. And you said the app. That's the HomeZada app. The, yes. Uh, Rosieonthehouse.com slash app, and it's the HomeZada app for, uh, that we've licensed. We had started building the concept and then found this and said, well, uh, Why reinvent we'll just, the wheel? Yeah, yeah, we'll just license this for Arizona uh, for our listeners. Hey, for Sanderson Ford Staycation. We have uh, our winner going out for last month's drawing to the Clif- Clifton Marinci area. You have two and a half weeks to sign up for the next one, which is Ajo. And if you think, oh, what's an Ajo? Well, if you love being outside, it's the place to go. They have the Organ Pipe Cactus uh, National Monument, which is fantastic. You can drive through it. You can hike through it. You can ride, uh, ride your bike through it. You can bird watch. It's a night watch, a really beautiful night sky. Uh, if you just love being outside, enjoy in Arizona. But you know what I love about Arizona this time of year? You can enjoy all of Arizona. So start thinking about the leaves changing, scheduling a drive to go up and see um, the leaves change. And there's a couple ways I wanted to mention to get out. Uh, one is the Arizona Highways has a fall color guide, and they've broken down the state into hikes, and they tell you when to expect the colors to change on that hike. Fantastic. And our friend Roger Naylor wrote an article in Explore Arizona, where to see Arizona's best leaves, plus things to do along the way. 
which probably has to do with burgers, but I'm not sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know it. And you know what? I don't know if it's included in there or not, but we need to start adding it. It's a, a great resource that I always um, carry is from the Arizona Department of Agriculture. They have the Arizona grown, AZ grown, uh, Dot azda.gov. We'll put that link on yeah, there. Please. You can download a PDF copy of all the farmers markets and you pick it. <gasps> oh, awesome. So if you're going to Flagstaff, if you're going to this weekend right now, there's the Standing on the Corner Festival going on in Winslow, a huge, uh, huge event. So you can, and it's all broken down by county. So you can find your local farmers market while you're out and about. Uh, again, we'll put that link on today's archive page because it is. Uh, it's kind of an extensive uh, URL here, but it's all the, the farmer's markets and you pick it. And you can uh, go and do all those great things in Arizona because you listen to Rosie on the house. You keep up with your weekly to-dos. You track them in your uh, Home Zada. Zada app. And uh, you know the where to go to get all your questions answered for maintaining what is most of our biggest single asset in our portfolio, our home castle or cabin we have bruce stumble in this saturday from rosie wright remodeling thanks for spending your saturday morning yeah. with us thanks for having me and if you've got questions between now and next week it's rosie on the house.com r-o-s-i-e on the house.com where you can find the articles that we talked about today you can find the podcast from uh previous shows that we've got over 15 years archived there or just send us a question uh on any of the contact forms, sign up for our weekly newsletter, uh, order a home maintenance calendar. All of these are free services of information that we provide to you. Rosie on the house.com.